Welcome back to Young Smart Money, show number 17 with me, your host, Apple Kreider, the show where we bring on young people who are doing amazing stuff, both financially and entrepreneurially. We talk to them, we figure out how they got to where they're at and what advice they would give to you as a young person who's trying to figure out what you're trying to do with your life financially or maybe start something entrepreneurially. Really just get these skills and these ideas down uh, from the get-go so you can make the best decisions for yourself going forward. So today, we have a very, very special episode that I'm very excited for, and it was really one of my favorite interviews so far, if not my favorite of all time. And who we're talking with is actually an old teacher of mine. Um, her name is Carolyn Swanson, and she, she was an old teacher of mine back in elementary school and middle school, and what she's up to right now is actually very, very interesting and something that I'm very um, interested in learning more about, and that is network marketing or multi-level marketing. So there's a lot of misconceptions that go along with multi-level marketing. There's a lot of like people have these huge like thoughts either one way or the other. Um, so we really we really tried to give an unbiased opinion and and break this down as much as we could because I know personally I've been pitched a lot of of multi-level marketing um, business opportunities and I just I just sort of wanted to get a basic understanding of it from somebody who's been doing it um, and been doing it for a while. She's actually been doing this with this same company for over six years now. She was doing it part-time while she was teaching and then she transitioned to full-time actually just a couple months ago. So we sort of talk about that transition for her, how she was able to do that. We just covered so much stuff um, as far as network marketing goes. So if you've been curious about this at all, if, if you're really pro network marketing, if you think it's a pyramid scheme, like this episode is for everybody. It's gonna give you a great basic understanding of what network marketing may have to offer, sort of how it works, who it's right for, um, and sort of where people get mixed up in the whole network marketing thing. Now I'm gonna say I'm not a part of any network marketing uh, businesses right now, so so just a disclaimer on that. I'm not trying to, to promote it. I'm not trying to say it's a good thing. I'm not trying to say it's a bad thing. Um, I just wanted to sort of give you guys, give you guys an overview, because when I talk about network marketing with people, I really do get a ton of strong reactions either one way or the other, so, so I think this episode will really help to, to sort of give people a basic understanding of sort of what network marketing actually is, how it actually works, because I think that is just something that not a lot of people actually understand. So without further ado, let's bring in Carolyn and get to the show. Welcome to the show, Carolyn. Um, could you give the audience a bit of a background on yourself, just sort of what you do, um, wh what sort of stage in life you're at right now, um, and that kind of stuff? Yeah, totally. Um, hey guys, I'm Carolyn. I also go by Cassie um, in my business, and you're actually catching me at a really interesting stage in my life. Um, so I had been a teacher for 14 years, and I actually just quit that um, this past spring to pursue my business full time. Um, love teaching, but really my passion was just in um, entrepreneurialism and going out and trying to create more of a bigger following than what I could do as a teacher. Um, my background, I have an undergrad in art history. I'm actually pursuing my MBA right now, so master's in business administration. I'm hoping to become a business professor on a part-time hobby-based basis. Again, just really interested in spreading the word of entrepreneurialism. Um, anything more on that topic? I think that's good. Okay. <laughs> Perfect. 
Thank you very much. Um, that's really that's really cool. Um, I didn't actually know that you were interested in, in being a professor. I knew like I met I met Carolyn. Um, I was she was my um, after school teacher um, back in back in uh, elementary school and middle school actually is where we first met. Um, and now we're sort of reconnecting um, over entrepreneurship and just that sort of thing. But um, that's very interesting. I didn't know that you were sort of interested in, in going back and, and, and teaching again. That's 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 really cool. Um, and and that's sort of why we're here today is to sort of talk about. Um, her transition sort of into this more um, business and entrepreneurial space um, and and more specifically on network marketing is, is the thing that we're going to dive into okay so for people out there who aren't familiar um, could you give them a, a brief introduction to network marketing sort of what that means and just how that sort of works yes definitely Yes. So network marketing really is just exactly what it says it is. You are marketing to your network. So your network would be um, friends, family, coworkers, anybody that you have a rapport with or a relationship with. Um, and I will just add to, so the structure of it um, works essentially like you are building through people. Um, so say somebody buys your product and decided decides that they also want to become a business representative or a consultant with your company too. It essentially just means that they have have bought a position in the company they become a partner essentially where they get the opportunity to go and share this idea and market it to others and earn commissions for it so I would say personally um, from a business standpoint if you are thinking about starting up a business there are in my belief there are about three main ways you could do that so the first one would be your typical brick-and-mortar company sure. so you're looking at buying or renting a spot and then running your business out of that location. Sure. The average person spends about $30,000 to $300,000 to buy and start up that brick and mortar company. It takes such a diligent person to say, I'm going to invest thirty dollars to $300,000 to start up this company, right? Yeah. Um, and then you've got the other alternative where you've got franchising. Mm -hmm. So franchising, you're also buying a brick and mortar, but there's a system already in place so the yeah. best example i have would be mcdonald's exactly you know there's already a system where they have a hiring process they have a training process you have answers that are already in place so that you know how to handle things um, but again it's a really large investment it's 1.2 yeah. million dollars right now to buy a mcdonald's Jeez. and then again you got to put in the work to make all your money back and then be in the profit yeah. um network marketing is i feel like an amazing opportunity because the risk level is so low yeah. and the investment level is so low. The average network marketing company I feel is between $300 and $3,000 to start up okay. and it can still give you all the benefits of being your own business owner um, and owning that brick and mortar but you don't have to worry about things like employees or equipment yeah. it's all done online it's done out of the basis of your home or wherever it is that you're traveling to because I work in a travel network marketing company sometimes I work from the beach <laughs> um, but ultimately you know I have all those same benefits but the risk is so much lower but the cool thing about it is that it's also a great opportunity for you to learn about business without that high risk investment yeah. so you know three hundred to three thousand dollars you can build a multi-billion dollar or a multi-million dollar business yeah. 
but do not have to worry about all of those extras that you would have to as a brick and mortar company or as a franchise. The marketing piece, actually the very first thing I learned in my MBA program was the difference between sales and marketing is sales is where you're selling something so that the salesperson benefits. Marketing is doing um, the opposite. It's where you are selling something so that the customer benefits. And so that is exactly what network marketing is, is where we are marketing something that we feel like would benefit our networks. Um, So for me personally, I am in a um, network marketing company that specializes in we sell travel memberships. So my business base would be people who want to go travel more, who want to see the world, spend time with their families. Um, And then the concept of network marketing was actually established back in the late 1800s. So I know it goes back really far, doesn't it? Yep. Um, So there was a gentleman who was a door-to-door salesman and he was traveling around selling makeup to stay-at-home women and he noticed when he was going in and you know giving out his samples that the women would invite their friends over and would share the samples with their female friends and he had looked at that and said you know they are really good at just communicating and being able to sell to their friends without even trying to sell to their friends they just share you know the product and how it works for them and so he decided to start recruiting these women as his sales representatives and he thought you know I can only sell so much makeup especially because I don't wear it myself (laughs) and so by doing that he had recruited some of these women to go out and essentially sell to their friends but more just share with their friends you know the beauty of the industry and it ultimately became Avon so that is the very first wow. network marketing company. Interesting. Yeah. Wow. I knew they'd been around for a while, but I didn't know that's how they started. Yeah. That's really, really cool. Um, so is network marketing different than multi-level marketing or an MLM? Because I'm sure a lot of people have heard of MLMs, maybe they haven't heard of network marketing. So can you talk a little bit about if those are the same thing, if those are different, um, and sort of like what the, what the terms mean? Yes. Yeah, so from my understanding, they are interchangeable. Um, I think given that there's different business systems right now, network marketing, it really just is a playoff of multi-level marketing, but essentially it's the same thing. You are um, marketing to your network. In multi-level marketing, there's different levels. So you would um, you know, recruit somebody to then go share it with their network. The same thing is true in network marketing. It's just you're getting into other people's networks. Okay, same thing cool 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 yeah I was curious about that I wasn't totally sure and and it's good to know that those terms are pretty interchangeable um so so now that we have like a a basic idea of of what network marketing actually (laughs) is um can you can you talk a little bit about the controversies because I know there's a lot of controversy going around with network marketing when I mention it to my peers to my family um they definitely have some like connotations in their head about what that means um specifically people thinking that it's sort of like a scam and it's a way to sort of just like trick your friends into buying stuff from you and then you just sort of leave them there so um got a lot of controversy going on yeah no yeah I, I hear a lot of things a lot of different people talking about that um and personally I don't believe it's a scam um I believe that it's a legitimate business model depending on the company of course I mean there's there's bad eggs in every in every type of company um but, but can you talk a little bit about why you why you think this might be a thing that's spread if you've heard similar things like this before? Yeah. Yes. Well, the very first thing I want to say is that there is a difference between network marketing and the scams, the pyramids, the Ponzi schemes that yes. we hear about. So um, 
a pyramid is an exchange of money without a product or service. Yes. So if you get involved in something and there's no product or service, then you know <laughs> that it is illegal. Yeah. Um, you only make money off of selling that product or service. Yeah. Um, we've definitely heard of the Ponzi scheme, right? So Charles Ponzi back in the 1920s would recruit investors and then use their money to pay next month's investors. And it was just a recruiting system. There was actually no product. There was an imaginary product that nobody ever saw. Mm-hmm. So that essentially became what's known as the Ponzi or pyramid scheme. Um, if you get involved in a company and there is a legitimate product, say for example, Mary Kay, they sell makeup, Herbalife sells health supplements, yeah. you know that it is a legitimate company. And I will say, so my dad actually sold Herbalife for 25 years. Wow. That was how we made our living. He's very successful at it. And um, they actually did have a lawsuit pushed against them for being a pyramid. Yep. They won their case. So. Um, Herbalife became famous for the company that proved that there is a difference between network marketing and a pyramid scheme. So just know that that is true. Um, the interesting thing, so you had sent me the questions beforehand and I read through them and that was the one that really resonated with me because I looked back on my last six years that I had been doing this and I thought my first three years, I got the scam comment, the pyramid objection, the Ponzi scheme over and over again. And then these last three years, I do not even recall hearing that for the last three years. Nobody says that to me. It is interesting. And I started thinking back on what has happened in my life these last three years that that is the case. And six years ago when I got started, you know, I was working in the school district. I was a teacher. I was making $50,000 a year. All of my social circle was in that same bracket. You know, we're all middle class. We're all making about the same amount. We all had grown up together. And again, I had gotten that comment numerous times, but now these last three years, I have, you know, been very successful in my network marketing company. I associate myself with entrepreneurs, multimillionaires, doctors, lawyers, people who I think are on a different caliber that have seen the success of network marketing um, and who know that it is a legitimate business, who can see that. Um, the people who do put in the effort make the money. Yeah. And I think you're also seeing people who, doctors, lawyers, they put in effort, they make money. Yeah. So that it just puts you into a different bracket where you don't hear that comment anymore. So I guess the question is, you know, if that is a mainstream comment, who's your mainstream? Who are you hanging out with? Yeah. Who are you associating with? That that is a general conception. Is it the people who knew people who were unsuccessful, who stayed working in their same jobs? Or is yeah. it the, the people who worked hard got out and actually you know made six seven figures yeah so who are you associating with i guess is the bigger question yeah that's that's very interesting um i definitely i definitely think that there is there's a huge difference between the people who are have have that more open mindset and realize um sort of the opportunities that are, that are available to them as opposed to the people who think a nine to five is the only way to go and they just sort of fall into to the middle class lifestyle they don't really look for anything else they just sort of think this is life this is how it's going to be this is how it was for my family so this is how it's going to be for me so so i think that's very interesting that once you started associating with with a different circle you sort of stopped getting that comment i think that's very eye-opening um for me at least um so the second idea that i sort of hear a lot about about um uh, multi-level marketing or network marketing is sort of that it's it's a passive income stream without any work required. Um, so this is sort of the other end of the spectrum. Some people are like, wow, this is terrible. This is a scam. There's no way to be successful here. The other people are like, wow, this is the easiest thing in the world. I can just go and make a Facebook post and make a couple thousand dollars. So, so can you talk a little bit about this end of the spectrum as well and the people who think it's sort of just like a quick way to make a buck? Yes. Yes, 
definitely. Well, I think we are all just mesmerized by the glamour of it. You know, we see the successful people. We see the people who are making millions in network marketing and look at that and say, I can do that too, right? Everybody wants to believe that they can do it too, but you don't see all of the background behind it, you know, all the effort that got put into it. And we do come into network marketing in different stages in our lives. Um, I think that's the biggest thing that I've learned out of this. So like I said, you know, some of my mentors were very successful before they saw network marketing. Um, the one that I look up to the most, his name is Dr. David Peach, is actually from Minneapolis, or Woodbury, Minnesota, to be more specific, but he was a doctor when he saw this, and he had also um, done network marketing in his previous um, career, and when he got started in our company, he had hit the top rank, so the top rank makes $550,000 a year on average, and he had hit it in 10 months. Wow. And I think we look at that and say, oh, if somebody did it, I can do it too, yeah. but what we don't see is that you know, he had also gone through the steps necessary to achieve success. You know, success is really something that it is built on determination and hard work and you need to learn those skills to be successful in anything that you do. Oh, yeah. um, and so again, we see the glamour of it. We see something that somebody had accomplished in such a short amount of time and think it's possible I'm going to do it too. Um, but as Dr. Peach described to me and my um, teammates, he said, the Network marketing to be at the top rank in a company is the equivalent of getting a doctorate. It really is. And I can attest to it. I was actually, um, before I had seen network marketing, that same week to be exact, I had applications in to pursue a PhD. I was going to become an art curator, travel the world and buy paintings for museums. That was my goal. And so when I saw network marketing, I thought, well, that's actually a better plan, yeah. you know, unlimited income, flexibility yeah. with my time. Um, still traveling the world. Still traveling the world. <laughs> Get to go visit museums now yeah. instead of work for them. Um, but it is of the same caliber. I mean, I knew that going into getting a PhD was going to be very time consuming. It was going to take sacrifice and hard effort. And that is what network marketing has been for me. Um, I would say 98% of people will try network marketing and 2% of people will be successful at it. Mm. But I think that's very true in many things. Yeah. And I totally agree with that. I think a lot of people, they'll see the destination, but they won't see the journey. Like they'll see, they'll see somebody at the top or, or somebody who's, who's now a successful doctor making hundreds of thousands of dollars and they'll say, oh, okay, I just have to go through school and I can do that, no problem. But, but they don't see all the hard work that went into that and all the, all the struggle and the journey and stuff that it took to actually get there. Um, so, so I think that's very important to, to look beyond just where the person is standing now and sort of how they got to that place. Ooh, can I add something yeah. to that as well? Um, something else to think about too is I feel like starting up your own business, whether it's network marketing or anything else, um, it really does expose your weaknesses. Yeah. And so, you know, we all come to the starting line at different places, you know, say that if you want to be successful in network marketing or a business just in general, and that's, you know, the goal post, then leading up to it, you know, some people start just at different at different parts, you know, on the field, yeah. you know, the doctor I was telling you about obviously started like one foot from the goal line yeah, exactly. <laughs> from what he'd done in the past. Me as a teacher, you know, I'm like almost in the stands from where I'm starting. Very little network, um, very little influence, credibility, was in debt when I saw this, I didn't know anything about money, but you can learn. And I want to say that network marketing really does give you the opportun opportunities to develop yourself as a person, develop yourself as a leader so that you can get closer and closer to the goal line. And it is achievable for anybody who's willing to put in the work and effort. I 
I think that's very valuable. And what you said before about how how 98% of people are going to try it and give up and 2% of people are going to stick with it. I think that that rings true, again, in a lot of places. Um, and people just sort of have to have the self-awareness to know if this is something that's going to work for them, if they have sort of the self-starter gene to actually like push through it and actually put in the work to make it happen. Because because if you come in thinking it's a get-rich-quick scheme and you're not willing to put in any work, well, then that's not going to go well for you because no, you're just going to give up right away. Once, once you put in those first couple months and you're not doing as high as sad as the next guy over you're just gonna say well this isn't for me I give up this is a this is a, a game that I can't win so I think that's really important to, to realize you, you got to look in yourself a little bit and realize if, if you're if this is something that's right for you um, and if this is something that you're gonna be willing to stick with um, through the hard times um, because exactly. there's definitely gonna be hard times in any business that you try to start um, so now that we have the basics of sort of the business model down um, could you sort of talk a little bit more on your personal experience that you've had with network marketing and sort of how how sort of how you started six years ago and then how you've been able to, to grow it to a place where where it's now your um, one of your main gigs yeah as I said so I was a teacher when I saw this and to be honest I had zero interest in doing the business <laughs> I love the product um, my brother and sisters were the ones who showed this to me um, obviously I was in their close network and I loved the travel like I said we sell travel memberships um, into a VIP vacation club and I wanted to go see the world and we have a big giving back component I wanted to go do missionary work around the world so that was really important to me um, the business side of it, at least from my personal end, um, what my brother and sister had said to me is, if you love the product and you're going to use the product mm -hmm. and coming from vacations, you know, if you're going to travel, what do you do leading up to the vacation? You talk about it. Yeah. When you're there, you post pictures and videos <laughs> and you share what you're doing. And when you come back, everybody asks you about it. So really, they sold me on the idea that if I was going to do something anyway, yeah. use the product anyway, I may as well earn commissions for it. So that's actually why I got started in the business. Um, I was six days into doing the business and I went to my very first training. It was done by a man named Brian Brown, who's known as the leader of the Rat Pack, retired at 20. Oh There's a group of college students out of Colorado who started um, in our network marketing company and by the time they graduated were earning so much money passively that they didn't even have to go get jobs. And so... I'm listening to this gentleman speak and he was explaining that, at least in our industry, um, he had said that, you know, our, um, our product is vacations and he says, and our business is network marketing and you put those two together and if you look at what the economy is doing today, you've got the millennials who are graduating, huge group, don't want to go out and get those nine to five jobs, they want to do something different, something impactful and then you've got the baby boomers who are retiring at 10,000 people a day, they're driving the economy's dollars, spending two thirds of the economy's money on healthcare and travel. So I personally like travel better than healthcare. <laughs> but he says if you put those two together, you are literally in front of a wave that is coming and let's just ride the wave. Yeah. And I thought that is the most brilliant concept I have ever heard of in my entire life. <laughs> and so I went home and I canceled all my applications to graduate school <laughs> and I said, I am not gonna be an art curator, I'm gonna be a network marketer. So that is how I got started in this. Um, my first year doing this was rough. I am not going to lie. I was nowhere near the goalpost when I saw this. I was so far back. I couldn't even see the goalpost. Um, my family was very excited about it. Um, I came from a network marketing family. Um, so my brother and sister had sponsored my whole family into this. So luckily I was very fortunate to get to do this with my family. They saw the vision of it. My friends and coworkers, on the other hand, were not supportive. I heard pyramid left and right. <laughs> 
but you have to think of who you're listening to. And so I've got on one hand all my friends and fam or all my friends and coworkers who are, you know, in debt. They can't find the jobs that they want. They're making an undesirable income. And then I saw my my family. I had seen um you know, the successful people who were doing the network marketing and doing it well. And I thought, I can listen to multimillionaires who are supporting this. I can listen to, you know, the people in my current network who are not and keep what they have. And I, I really just decided to become better at it. And it took time, it took effort, but I will say it was definitely a journey that is attainable and stuck it out. And six years later, um, I've been on 70 vacations through our company. Um, yes, paid off all of my debt. That was so huge to me. Um, I've actually have investments now, turned it into where I can manage my money. I have more money coming in, luckily, than I know what to do with. So I feel very fortunate that I've been able to um, accomplish that. We have a BMW bonus that I qualified for in the company. I'm earning passive income to the point where I was able to walk away from my teaching job. So anything you want out of this is definitely attainable. You just have to put in the work. That's that's huge. And clearly you've made you've made a huge like journey from from where you started and, and that first year of, of hearing pyramid left and right. Um, but that's that's I mean, that's what it's all about. You got to stick it through because so many people, they would they would go through that first year and they would say, wow, this is this is nothing. I can't do anything with this. Nobody's going to listen to me. But but being able to figure out who you want to listen to and listening to the people who are going to who are where you want to be. I think that's so, so critical. And I'm trying to do a lot more of that myself, which is one of the reasons why, why I try to interview a lot of people that I look up to on the podcast is because I want to I want to talk to people who are in the places that I want to get to. I don't want to talk to people who who are just who are all full of talk and they haven't actually done anything. I want to talk to the people who who are action like taking action on the things that that they care about and that are taking them to places they want to be. So so I think that's really important to sort of audit who you're listening to and make sure that it, it is the people who are in the places that you were looking to get. Um, so you said that you were planning on getting your PhD and planning on being an art curator. Um, so, so my next question is sort of, did you always know you wanted to start something on your own? So maybe did you, did you have any entrepreneurial things going as, as a younger person? Um, maybe as a kid, were you like all about lemonade stands or, or sort of like, did, what did you have any entrepreneurial experience before you started, um, with, uh, network marketing? Very little. The only thing I had seen was, like I said, my dad um, had sold Herbalife for 25 years. So I knew of the industry. I at least knew like, it was a legitimate concept. Um, but I had also seen all the work he put into it, too. Um, no entrepreneurial desires whatsoever in the beginning. It was not based on that. And even to this day, the money is not what drives me. Um, I feel like my destiny is just to go give back on a larger scale. So having chosen the teaching industry, um, I loved that I was making a difference, but I felt like I was making a difference for 30 students a year. And not to say that that is small at all. That is such a noble career. But this industry has opened my eyes to the idea that I can touch so many more people and I can't just do it alone. Like understand that wealth building is a team sport. Anytime you want to make an impact or go on a mission, it is a team effort and I cannot do this alone. But my goal um, is to be able to reach you know, 300,000 people, 3 million people. Um, something that really resonated with me is that, um, so having been in the teaching industry for so long, I actually learned how the teaching industry came about. It was um, 1903 and John D. Rockefeller was looking at the 
nation and he saw that there was no public schools you had the wealthy who were able to privately educate their children and then you had um, anybody who was in those middle lower classes who just weren't getting educated at all and so it is a conspiracy theory um, but I, I do believe that there is definitely some legitimacy to it where he started the um, National Public School Foundation which allowed everybody to go to school but think about what they were taught so they were taught things like you know how to be punctual how to do as you're told how to follow rules um, and essentially what he was creating was an army of people who would be able to go and then work in his factories yep. And a few years later, you have all the other big names joining in. You've got Ford, Vanderbilt, you know, people who are also looking at this like, yes, let's use our influence and our money to go control the rest of the nation. And now to this day, we still follow that same education setting where we are in schools and we're taught, you know, go to school, get good grades, so you can get into a good college and get a good job. But what do you get as working in a job? You are an employee. You're working to build somebody else's dream. And if that is your goal, that is just fine. I do not want to harp on that at all. But it doesn't teach you skills to go start your own dream. Not at all. all. The failure rate in the U.S. is 95% for anybody who wants to start up a business because we did not learn the skills on how to become business owners. We learned how to be employees. So my goal, having been a teacher for 14 years and seeing that that's what I had been teaching, my goal is just to go back and say, I'm sorry, I taught you wrong. (laughs) That's why I want to become a business professor as well, is to be able to prepare students for getting out into the real world and how to develop time and money freedoms that are not available to employees. As an employee, you work for someone else. You are told when you can take vacation. You are told, um, you know, when you're supposed to be there, when you get to leave, when you get to eat. And... I don't like that idea. I think everybody should be able to have time and money freedoms to do the things that they want to do. So that is ultimately my goal. That is my mission and why I do this. Again, it has nothing to do with the money. The money is just a bonus. But I do, I want to make an impact and ultimately I want to make a dent in the education system of America. Yeah, wow, that's a very it's a very noble mission you're on and I'm definitely on a very similar path with with my YouTube channel trying to teach people about entrepreneurship investing as young people because I think it's so crucial because like you said the school system really does prepare you to be a good employee. It doesn't prepare you for much else um, besides that just because that's that's really I mean like you said that's really sort of kind of a conspiracy but like how it was designed to, to function because I mean they're training up an empl- an army of employees um, and you're not sort of learning the business skills, the, the personal finance skills, the anything to sort of establish yourself. Um, you're, you're just learning how to work for somebody else. So I think that's a really, a really good mission that you're on to, to sort of um, educate people on, on the fact that they have other options. Like it's not like so many of my peers just think that like the thing to do is, is to go to school, get good grades, go to college, get a good job, um, and then work nine to five for the rest of your life. So, so I think just showing people that there are other options and there, there are other ways to, to sort of create an income for yourself and, and spend your time, um, I think that's really, really valuable and a really good thing for people to know because it's just, my, my big thing is, again, I'm not trying to tell anybody how to live or like that, that they should go start their own business because, I mean, obviously that's not for everybody. You got to know yourself. You got to know what you like doing, what's going to work for you. But 
but just knowing your options and being able to make the best decision for yourself I think is such a valuable thing to have um, so so as far as day to day what do you actually do in your business like you said you've been on over 70 vacations um, with with this company um, but what do you actually do like in your day-to-day -day work yes. so I would say um you know, when I first got started, those last six years even, because I just quit my teaching job in June. Um, so for those first six years, I was building this on a part-time basis and was probably putting in five hours a week, I would say. So very, very part-time. Um, and it didn't grow as fast as I wanted. So I would say the more energy and effort you put in and the more time you put in, the better, the more money you'll make. So it makes sense, right? Um, I think the biggest thing that held me back though was because I loved my teaching job so much and it was something I was so passionate about. I worked with students who just, I felt like needed me. And so I wasn't able to put in the time and energy to this company that I wanted to. So for the first six years, I did this very part-time nights and weekends um, would show would do business presentations this last um, spring I actually had an epiphany where every spring I would meet with my supervisor and we would talk about um, how to grow our education program so my job was I was the community outreach person I would um, work with the community in the school to um, established programs where students could learn, community partners could come in, and we could work with students. Um, and every spring I would meet with my supervisor and we would go over how to expand upon that. And so I had met with her on a Friday this past spring and we had talked about ways that we were gonna expand and had set up a plan, meaning I was gonna work more next year, of course. And that Saturday, so the next day, I went to an entrepreneurial training where I heard from a gentleman who's from Hibbing, Minnesota, multimillionaire, and he says, I live my dream life. I get up when I want to get up. I book a one-way trip and come back when I'm bored. I am absolutely blessed. And I thought, everything you are describing is everything I want in life. So why am I working so hard to keep a job I don't want? And I walked in on Monday and I quit. Wow. I didn't have any other plans. I just, it was just a moment where I thought, you want this business to work. You want to be able to vacation for a living and come back and share that with the world. Why are you working so hard in a job that's not going to get you that? So it was all on faith. I quit. But that was the turning point that I needed. So, you know, I had been earning not a significant amount of money those past six years this these last few months have just been a turning point for me um so my day-to-day -day consists of i get up when i want to get up <laughs> um i try to do three to five appointments a day is my average so they say that's full time essentially our appointments are 30 minutes so my full-time work is like two to five hours <laughs> Um, yeah, so I do a lot of social media marketing, so I travel a lot. I find I average one vacation a month. Um, I post pictures of my vacation. I try and post positive quotes online, um, just develop a following through social media. So then I'll reach out to them on a daily basis, um, probably five to 10 people a day, just who are following my posts, see how, you know, their lives are, if I can do anything to benefit them, either from a product standpoint or from a business standpoint. So do a lot of interaction that way um, I also go out and I network so I meet with people I'm walking around running my errands on a daily basis so I'm just meeting people out and about and if we strike up a conversation and I think you'll either benefit from the product or be a good business partner with us I'll set up a meeting and do those appointments 
Um, and then our nights are where we have, um, you know, get togethers, mix and mingles, networking events where a bunch of us from around the Twin Cities will get together and um, we'll invite out anybody who wants to learn more about our product. We call them travel parties. You know, Mary Kay would call them makeup parties or, you know, Tupperware parties. <laughs> um, yep. And we just use that as like our social proof event so anybody that we've shown throughout the day you know we meet one-on-one I show them my business opportunity and my product if they liked it and want to learn more then we just invite them out to um, the travel parties at night so essentially my day is very flexible I pretty much get to plan out what I want to do um, and then look forward to booking my next vacation that sounds that sounds ideal I mean just like being able to, to talk with people and connect with people every single day that's really that's really what I aim to do as well um, I think I think just being able to have those actual connections with people is very it must be a very very powerful thing um, and just I really I don't know I really enjoy networking and meeting new people so I think that's that's really cool um, but as far as as far as like skills that you need to be successful with this um, definitely it sounds like you need to be a people person if you're, if you're having all these conversations and striking up conversations with people and networking all the time but um about sales and marketing skills how important do you think these are um in in somebody being a successful network marketer like do you think that i mean it sounds like you didn't come in with that much business experience um so so definitely it sounds like you can learn but do you think these skills are are pretty pretty crucial to your success here i would say i spent the first five years of this um of my career doing this getting good at sales and it was a waste of my time (laughs) you do not need to do be good at sales in this Um, it is not a sales business um because what happens with network marketing is that you build through networks Mm -hmm. so like i said i want to be able to share this with you know as many people as i can but i want them to share that with their networks and it's not through sales it's through relationship building it's through learning how to work with people Nobody buys the product because they want the product. They buy it because they like you and they trust you and they want to work with you and do what you're doing. So ultimately what had happened is I became really good at sales and I was able to sell the product. It created a low paying sales job for me because it meant I was putting in a lot of time and energy trying to sell a product, but that it stopped at me. So what happened is, is that because I was a teacher and most teachers have the summer off and they all want to travel, most of the teachers I know have this product now. They all travel with me and that is wonderful. I love having teachers travel with me. Love having people who travel with me. But the ultimate goal of network marketing is to be able to build through people. So you want as many people not only using the product, but talking about the product. And so if I got good at sales, I could sell the product but it stops there. Yeah, they're not passionate about it. Right. Well, I also, you know, want them to be spreading the word as well, you know, creating an army of people that are going out and showing people how to, you know, vacation more, create more memories with their family, have more time and um, income coming in. And so getting good at sales didn't do that for me. (laughs) But building those relationships. So now, because I'm starting to get better at that, I have people who are around me more often who are seeing the lifestyle that I'm living and who want that too. And so they're actually going out and starting to spread the word more because they're with me on a day-to-day basis. And so ultimately my goal is to have a bunch of people around the world who are starting to become mini-me's <laughs> who want to go share that and spread the word with people. 
That's really, really cool. Um, that's, yeah, that's, I think that's very eye-opening because um, I, I think, yeah, a lot of people think it's a very salesy thing where you're just trying to, like, get people to sign up and whatever. But, yeah, I think that's really key, like what you said, like selling through people, not just selling to people and, and being able to, to get people passionate about it and get people spreading the word um, because if it stops at them, then, again, you've got a low-paying sales job. That's probably not the most fun mm-hmm. thing. Can I add something to yeah. that, too? Um, so something that it kind of reminded me of that I really did feel like I took to heart when I started building this was somebody had mentioned Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. So think back in the 1960s, he obviously wasn't the only person talking about civil rights. We think he was because he's the only one who really gained recognition, but everybody else was always talking about, you know, I have a plan to go do this. I have a way that we can go do this. And it's not necessarily that you need to have all the know-hows to do this it's having the vision having the belief that i have an idea that i want to spread to the world and so kind of piggybacking on that you think back to martin luther king jr and the famous i have a dream speech it was very underground it didn't take you know radio ads or they didn't post flyers about it it was literally an army of people who believed so wholeheartedly in what he was doing that they went and they shared it with their friends and family and they spread the word and i can't remember the exact number but i want to say over a million people showed up to hear the i have a dream speech just through word of mouth because if you believe wholeheartedly in something you're going to go talk about it so essentially that's what you want you want to create a following of people who believe in your idea who believe in your dream and your vision and that has nothing to do with sales you're not selling people on that you're just saying this is what i believe do you believe it too i like that a lot and and um so so you mentioned posting on social media and it sounds like that would be a great way to sort of get people on board get people excited and get people sort of um i mean through like the word of mouth thing again it's just like so how important is social media to you in your network marketing? So for me, social media has made up about 25% of my network. Okay. Um, when I got started, I feel like, you know, I say we sell a product, but essentially it goes beneath that. You know, for example, with me, I feel like I sell a lifestyle. Mm. Um, in network marketing, you know, we offer ultimate time and money freedom that's ultimately what I'm selling. Um, So I show people that I have time to go do what I want to do. I show people I can, you know, have the money to go travel. And people see that on social media. I never go post like, join my network marketing company. (laughs) It's very subtle. We like to say we drip on people. So, you know, every, I probably post two to three times a week. I could probably post more. I should. Um, But it's always, I'm about to go on a vacation, I'm on a vacation, or I just got back from a vacation is our motto. Um, And through that, it's been very effective. I just got back from Thailand and Bali. I spent three weeks touring around Southeast Asia. And when I came back, my business partner said, I think you broke the internet. (laughs) I had been posting so much every single day about people's bucket list items. Thing, you know, seeing an elephant sanctuary, getting to pet a tiger, being chased around by monkeys. <laughs> um, and people were just reaching out to me nonstop, like, tell me what to do. How are you doing this? How are you always traveling? So you want to create curiosity. You want people to see the lifestyle that you have and to ask you about it. Yeah. 
So, so coming back to that, I got a couple thoughts here. So that's actually where I first um, reached out to you. I mean, you you had reached out to me and connected with me on Facebook a couple months beforehand, and I was meaning to get in touch with you because I just want to know what you were up to. Um, but then I saw all these posts from Southeast Asia, from Bali, with with tigers and <laughs> elephants and monkeys and stuff, and I was just like, what is your occupation? What are you doing? How are you living this life? Um, and then, like, I went to your profile, and it wasn't super obvious. Like, it said you were an entrepreneur. It said you were, like, doing your own thing, but I was still, like, very unsure. So then I, I reached out to you, and we got in contact, and I talked, and we had a meeting and stuff. Um, but I think uh, that's a very effective way, like, piquing people's curiosity um, seems like a very, very effective way to, to go about things. And... Um, uh, I also noticed you guys have like a sign that you have in your pictures that was like, I think it says you should be here. You should be here. Yeah, yeah. So that also got my curiosity. I was like, what is this sign about? Um, so I think, you, yeah, your social media is very effective in doing that. And I, I can see why he said you broke the internet um, with all your posts because those were just ridiculous and like, yeah, huge bucket list items right there. Um, so as far as as far as networking and network marketing goes, are you ever afraid that you're sort of going to run out of network? Like you said, you got like 25% of, of your network from social media. So that that'll probably keep changing as people share your photos and stuff. But as far as like your network of people that you actually know, are you ever afraid that you'll sort of run out of people? All of your network will have heard heard you talk about this or will have signed up or, or, or do, do you ever worry about running out of people to market to? Definitely not. Um, I would say when I first got started, I was in a really unique situation where my brother and sister had sponsored the whole family. Um, and the very first person I ever showed this to yelled pyramid and went and told all my friends. <laughs> so to this day, none of my friends have really ever seen it or joined my network marketing company. Um, they trusted her more than me, which is unfortunate because obviously I, I feel like I've made a name for myself now yeah. to the point where that same friend called me up about three years ago and said, I'm sorry, can I join? I want to go on vacation. I know. Crazy. So from day one, <laughs> I literally felt like I had no network at all. Wow. But that pushed me to then go learn how to develop new networks. Um, and it, there are 7 billion people in the world. You're never going to run out of people ever. You could talk to as many people as you want. You will never run out of people. Um, I think that is the biggest fear in network marketing is that you go through the people you feel comfortable talking to about it. Yeah. And then you think I'm out of people. Yeah. You are never out of people. Um, if that means you need to get good at networking and going, I literally go to networking events. I book them all the time because I want to meet new people. Um, I run errands on a daily basis and that is where I find a big chunk of my people. And then secondly, my dad having been an entrepreneur and a network marketer, he'd always said that just because somebody says no now, it just means it's not right for them now. So I've probably done 800 business presentations. Yeah, just myself. That's not even my team. That is just me personally showing people. And of those people come back to me literally every week i've got people reaching back out saying hey that thing that you showed me years ago it wasn't right then but i'm ready now and so you never run out of people and you need to also think it's not just me i think so many times especially and i judge the public school district for that is that we we are trained to do things individually we are trained to everything we do from our job to whatever our interests are we do it as an individual and network marketing is the opposite of that it is a team effort so you you know you can literally show a few people in this and it can grow to millions yeah 
through who they know. It's not about who you know. It's about who do they know. Because you need to be able to work together to go spread the word. Mm -hmm. So ultimately, no, you're never going to run out of people. (laughs) (laughs) Well, since you said you've given over 800 um, um, presentations, does that ever get old for you? I'm just just sort of curious. Does it ever? Favorite story to tell. Okay. Okay. So people ask me all the time, why do I love this? So I always tell them, whether I was doing it when I was a teacher or doing it now, it's the same reason. I say, when I was a teacher, I would go to work every day and it was just so mundane. Not that I didn't love my students, don't get me wrong. But the idea that I knew exactly what hours I was going to be working. I knew exactly, you know, which students I'd have, whether it changed each year. You always have, like, you got the clown, you got, like, the sweet one, you got the rebel. It never ends. And I knew exactly where my office was. I knew exactly how to handle emergencies, how much I was going to get paid that week. Everything was the same and it never changed. And when I walk into a business presentation and I sit down with somebody, I look across the table from them and I think, is this the day my life is going to change forever? Are you going to be that person who's going to help me spread the word and we are going to go make millions together and I get so excited off of that potential so that is why every single meeting is an an exciting moment for me and I think are you going to change my life and am I going to change yours today and it was a destiny that we met that's really that's really cool um I think that's yeah that's just a really that's a good way to think about it I think I think that's a yeah I don't know that's just that's really cool for me (laughs) I don't know um but um but yeah, so coming back to like the not right now thing, that's sort of what I said as well, just because um, I really do, I, I'm, I'm fully behind the idea of your product. I think it's a great product. Um, I just think personally right now, like I'm a college student, I'm 19 years old, um, and I don't really foresee myself traveling that much. Again, I'm, I'm in school for nine months out of the year and most of my circle is as well. So, so that's why I just figure um, it wasn't right for me now. But I do think this is a really cool opportunity and I definitely plan on reaching back out in a couple of years um, <laughs> and, and seeing um, where you are at. Um, so who, who do you think network marketing is right for? Just as a business model, um, who do you think the ideal person is for network marketing? Because like you said, um, and, and I'm pretty sure this is consistent across network marketing, like 98% of people aren't going aren't gonna to make it work for them. So who do you think it is right for? So we feel like there are three different types of people that we especially feel like would be good in this business. One is the ambitious type. The second is the social type. And the third is the dissatisfied. So with the ambitious type, you've got people who will see this and will get to work. You know, busy people. Oh my God, we love busy people (laughs) because you give something to a busy person and it'll get done, right? Um, You want people that are either successful in real life, like, you know, if they're doctors, lawyers, business entrepreneurs, you want people who are in the armed forces, they know what it takes to um, be driven to what they're working towards. They're defending a country. Um, Teamwork is especially crucial, too. Um, Those are definitely people that we look for. Um, People who start out their own business, because as you know, network marketing is a business that is going to take a lot of effort and a caliber of confidence you're looking for if they had confidence to do whatever that they wanted to do in in their careers before they saw network marketing they are going to have the confidence to know that they're going to succeed at this so for example myself i was going to pursue a phd and become an art curator they make six figures 
and when I saw this I thought well I'd rather make seven figures <laughs> and um one of my mentors I think I told you was a doctor he had said network marketing is the equivalent to getting your doctorate yeah. it is the same process so know that whatever you do if you're not successful in your everyday life if you don't have ambition in your everyday life you're not going to be successful at this Secondly, we look for people who are social. It is a networking business. It is a business of relationships. You need to have strong networks um, or you can develop them. I honestly came into this with no network, no influence whatsoever. Um, oh, and one more thing I'll say too about the ambitious type. They have credibility yeah. and they have influence. Exactly. Oh my God, that is so huge. Yep. So that is definitely somebody that we're looking for. On the social aspect, you know, like I talked about with the Avon ladies, you network naturally. You naturally have friends and family who wants to spend time with you. If you're that social butterfly that's constantly um, unafraid to meet new people, you will thrive in this. And that is a learned skill. Yeah. So that is the great news about this. And then the number one person that we look for is somebody who's dissatisfied. Network marketing for the average person takes seven to 10 years wow. to be successful at it. So just know that if you are dissatisfied in what you're doing, then you are going to be somebody who will do this part-time on the side to get out of what it is you're doing now. Um, and your reason for doing this has to go beyond the pain of going through it. So some of the pains that you're going to experience are people telling you no. Rejection hurts. They say it is like being hit by a car. It hurts. Say you have an idea and you run it by your friends and family and they tell you no. It is like a knife to the gut. It is like somebody telling you, I don't believe in you. But really the truth is they don't believe in themselves. And that's okay. Um, you have to have the confidence to keep going. And so for that dissatisfied person, the pain of being in your current circumstance, whether it's you hate your job, whether it's you can't spend t enough time with your kids as you want, is going to push you through so that you can achieve what you want to achieve out of this. I totally agree. And for those of those of you who are like concerned about like your parents saying no, especially as young people who are probably listening to this, um, if if your parents say no, um, it's it's for one of two reasons. First of which, uh, probably for one or two reasons. First of which is is because they don't want you to get hurt, um, and and they care about you, and they really don't want you to get hurt. The second reason is because they're hurt inside, and and they they're reflecting that onto you. They don't want you to take a chance because they never took a chance, and and they don't want they don't want you to be able to to, to put yourself out there because they never they never took that chance themselves. So so either way, if you go out there, um, and and you do it or you fail or whatever. The first group, the first group of parents, they're still going to love you because they loved you from the get-go. Second group of parents, they're they're broken on the inside and that's that's just something beyond you and that's not something that you can like focus on and not something that you can get caught up on because there's nothing you can do about that. So so if you're if you're worried about what your parents think, don't be because either they're there for you um, all the way or they're not because of something that's going on with them. So Can I add something to yes, that? Yes, please. So because I work with so many millennials, we do have that objection a lot. You know, I'm scared of what my parents are going to think. And I do find that half the time the parents are really supportive because they've been successful and they fall into the ambitious, social, or dissatisfied category themselves. For the ones who the parents are not supportive, think of what I said about who are you listening to. You know, if you have, if you want the lifestyle that your parents have, by all means, follow, trust their advice. If you look at your parents and you say, but you don't live in the house I want to live in. You don't drive the car I want to drive. You don't spend enough time with me. Maybe look to other people who would support this and follow them instead. 
Yeah, I think that, I, again, again, just coming back to who you're listening to and being mindful of that because, again, listen to the people who are in the places that you want to be. If your parents are living the life that you want to live yourself, then yeah, by all means, listen to them. Like, they're going to get you to that place and their advice is going to track you to, to that location and to that lifestyle. But, but if they're not in the place you want to be, if you want to go to a different place, then find people who are in that place and start listening to them. Um, so, so what is, what's your number one pro and number one con to network marketing? I'm just sort of curious on, on what you personally enjoy most and what you, what is sort of feels like a drag to you or the stuff that you feel like you have to do. So my favorite thing about network marketing, and I feel like this is the hurdle that everybody's going to have to cross. I think most people are good people. And I think the idea of network marketing comes down to you believe you're, you either believe you're helping people or you believe that you're selling something to your friends. That is the biggest hurdle. And I remember I was about a year in and I had done it because I believed in the vision of it, of what it could create, but I didn't have any clue until one day I ended up showing one of my teaching assistants. And so as a teacher, I was making $50,000 a year as my teaching assistant. She was probably making 25 to 30,000. So that's borderline poverty level, right? And I showed it to her and she loved it. And she said, you have to come home. We have to show my husband. And so we drive to an area of Minneapolis and I'm from Minneapolis, Minnesota. And I know it's not the hardest place, but there's some places you don't want to go to. And we parked and I'm looking at her house and I literally remember running from my car into the house because we were in an area where I was a little bit nervous about being there thinking I might get shot or kidnapped. And so we get into this house and it should have been condemned. Like it was literally, we're walking through the hallways and there's plaster falling from the walls. It was raining that night. So there were just leaks coming through everywhere. And she and her husband sat on the couch. And I remember I had to stand in one spot on the floor because I thought if I moved, I'm going to fall through the rotten floorboards. Like it was just, it was heartbreaking. And I showed them the presentation And they looked at each other afterwards and it was a look I'd never seen before. And it was just this moment that they shared. They didn't say any words, but I could just tell from their look that they were thinking about, we want to do this so bad. We want this, we want our lives to change, but we know that for things to change, we're going to have to change and we're not ready yet. And we don't have the confidence to go pursue this. And so they didn't end up joining. They still haven't to this day. They're still living in that house. And to me, that was the defining moment of, I'm not selling this to anybody. I am saving people. And my goal is just to throw as many people the life raft to get out of their current situation as I can. If you grab it, great. And if you don't, that's when the heartbreak comes in. That's the hardest part of what I do is when people don't grab the life raft and they just sink. And I think I can't save everybody. Um... So that I think for me is is the greatest part and the hardest part. The greatest part is feeling like I walk around every day feeling like I'm an angel sent from God. Like whose life am I going to change today? Who has been dying for something in their life to get better? And who's willing to work with me to get that? But the hardest part is seeing the faces on the people who don't believe that they're at the place yet where they can change their lives and who don't trust me enough to get them there. That's that's real. That's very real. That's a that's a really powerful story as well. I think that's really, I don't know. I think that's, I don't know. <laughs> Just I I like that story. It it really hit home for me. 
Um, so I've got a couple more questions for you before we head out. Um, first of which, have you learned more from your mentors or from your own personal experience? Because you said you have a lot of mentors. This this doctor, um, you said, has been a very big mentor for you. So do you think you've learned more from from these people and their experiences, or from your own actual experiences of of doing this? So I would say it's fifty fifty. Mm, okay. um, I would say coming from a teaching background, yeah. obviously, you know, you can stand up there and talk as much as you want. It's not going to make sense until the student actually goes and does it and has those experiences, yeah. right? So I feel like it comes in twofold. Um, I had been to multiple trainings on network marketing, heard from very successful people, and they would say things, but it didn't resonate with me until I went through it myself. <clears throat> and they say you hear things at different levels. And I remember that training I was at on my sixth day of getting started, I had heard something from somebody. He said, the minute you stop making this about you is the minute it's going to start working. And I, I don't remember why I remembered that of everything I'd heard. To me, it just, it was like, you need to figure that idea out. Yeah. The minute you stop making it about you is the minute it starts working. And so I come back from North Carolina. Um, I had just gotten back from an entrepreneurship seminar where I was a volunteer for the event. So um, Sarah Thompson opens for Tony Robbins, wow. right? And so she was going to be leading this ambassador volunteer program. And I thought, I'm going to go volunteer because I want to meet Sarah Thompson. And that lady is amazing. It was literally like being in the presence of Tony Robbins himself as he was speaking through her. So amazing. But through that program, I had found that I had volunteered 14-hour days for three days in a row, and I wasn't even tired because it wasn't about me. And something I had learned um, at that program is if you're doing this for you, you're never going to push yourself as hard as you will for other people. Something somebody had said once was, they had asked, how do people become Navy SEALs? Like, what kind of caliber of a person does it take to be a Navy SEAL? Because we really do, I think a Navy SEAL is probably as high of a caliber of person as you're going to find, right? I mean, there are very few people who make the cut. And the person who had answered had said, you know, I look at all the people who come in to become Navy SEALs. And you look at that guy who was super successful in, you know, his everyday life was... Um, somebody who other people just really looked up to you know that business guru sure. and he comes in to be a navy seal and he fails and he says i've got the people who come in like right out of jail and they they're tough you know they've got tattoos and they fail and he says what is it about it that the people you think are going to succeed and the people who are so macho so tough fail and then he says the people who succeed it's that scrawny guy who's been through the trenches who has been beaten down who's standing in the rain who is seconds from giving up and he has the courage to help his friend next to him that is the person who becomes a navy seal so the same thing is true with network marketing you will never do this enough for yourself same thing with me i told you i got really good at sales i built this by myself i built my team from individual sales for the first five years in this but the minute i started focusing on how this is going to help other people and helping them achieve their dreams i work harder for them than i ever would for myself i was out doing an appointment at 11:30 last night for one of my team members and i do not regret it at all it, I will bend over backwards to help them achieve their dreams. And that is the true network marketer. Wow. 
that's that's really powerful and i think going beyond and, and seeing sort of the bigger picture of things and really what you're creating rather than just the individual steps for yourself really just seeing the opportunities that you're providing for other people is is definitely a powerful thing and that's really what i what i look to as well really like the, the, the doors I'm opening for other people rather than the doors I'm opening for myself. Um, so what would you what would you tell an 18 year old listener, maybe maybe somebody who just got out of high school, um, who, who is thinking network marketing, something I'm kind of interested in maybe, uh, but I'm not really sure if this is right for me. Like what would you say, what would you say to this person? Well, given that I work with so many college students, I do get that a lot. Um, some things that I would look back on is for me, now that I'm going for my MBA, yeah. I have learned that network marketing is the lowest risk opportunity to go and develop those skills that you need to be successful. Yeah. Um, the things that I'm learning in business school, everything that I'm learning, attr I attributed to having learned before in my network marketing business. Um, from a standpoint of it will just make you better at everything you do you will get yeah. better at building yourself as a leader yeah. you will get better at um so i actually got promoted four times in my teaching job from the skills that i had learned in network marketing to the point where i remember my last year teaching and i thought i don't fit in here anymore i feel like i am able to go and you know work on a larger mission yeah. than teaching and not that I do not want to put down no, teaching at no, all no. but I just feel like so that was last um that last year I had actually made it to the very top of my industry um so I had worked in after school teaching that was my profession and I believe that the skills I had learned in network marketing had gotten me to the point where I was able to communicate I was able to um provide vision for people on such a large scale that I became a licensor for the state of Minnesota so I would actually go out and license school programs and then they had me teach so I would go to different areas and teach people on how to lead teams um, they actually still have me coming back in October to come teach on it but that is the highest caliber and I thought I've reached my capacity in teaching I need to go on now and go you know share my story with other people with multiple people um, so whatever it is you want to achieve out of life network marketing will give you that leadership base to go and do that um, there was also a year that um, I it was really hard in my teaching industry um, we had gone through some student suicides and a school shooting and I actually wondered if I was to the place where I wanted to be there anymore and so I had applied for 43 jobs in marketing and because of the skills I had learned from just my side network marketing business I was offered 42 of those positions wow. so <laughs> you can actually get in and just develop the skills you need to go and if network marketing isn't your career choice go do something else and it'll give you that basis for that the last thing I'll touch on is that um, Robert Kiyosaki known as the mentor to the millionaires um, says that network marketing is the perfect business it is low risk it is something that you can get started for for maybe a few hundred to a few thousand dollars and it can also it can make you millions or you can just develop that skill set to start moving from the entrepreneur from the employee standpoint yeah. to the entrepreneurial standpoint yeah. without investing hundreds of thousands of dollars like mm -hmm. it would cost you to start up a regular business yeah. so I support it a thousand percent. Um, I think whether you just want to learn or whether you actually want to go and change your lifestyle, this can provide you that opportunity. 
Perfect. Well, I, I'm glad you brought up Robert Kiyosaki because I shout him out nearly every single podcast. I always get guests who mention the book Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and I mention that book all the time because that book has had a huge impact on my life. I read it last, um, I would say October maybe. I picked it up at a thrift store on campus, and it really... I. I buzzed through in like a day um and it was just so it was so monumental for me just because it really opened my mind to all these different opportunities like before reading this book i really did think that life was was you go to school you you get a high paying job you work 60 80 hours a week you make like six figures and then you get to 65 you retire and you like move to florida and that was what i thought life was that's what what i thought that's what i that's the way i thought you were successful is is if you got for me it was going to be a high paying computer programming job i was going to go to school i'll learn how to do computer science even though i didn't really like it that much i was just doing it because that's what my dad did um and and i was just going to do that and then i was going to be successful that way but i read this book and i was like wow there are so many opportunities out there there's so many things that i could do that that would be so much more enjoyable i could learn so much more from them and, and i wouldn't have to be be in a seat for 80 hours a week so that that is that book I, i'm glad you mentioned him because i really really like to rep that book so much and it's <laughs> it's literally seven dollars on amazon and i think it's just such a high roi like where are you gonna see returns like that like seven dollars for something that could potentially change your life i think that's huge um and then also just the fact that this is so low cost i mean um to join to join a network marketing company can be like even under $100 for some, like there's, it's, it's so low barrier to entry, even for a young person. I think it is even just to learn those skills. Like it can be a really valuable way to, to learn if marketing is something that, that you're good at. If you want to develop your marketing skills, it can be a good way to do that as well. So I think it, it can be definitely a good opportunity for people who are trying to get some, their foot in the door with like a business or something, but, but don't really have an idea or, or maybe, um, they just don't want to, um, sort of, they want to come into something that's sort of already kind of set up for them rather than like come up with an idea from scratch and sort of make that happen if maybe they're not like the most creative type um it can be a good good place i believe um so now um we've got a couple questions that i like to ask all of my guests kind of a little bit selfish just because i like to know the answer to these but i hope they provide value for you guys as well um so the first of these is how do you stay motivated all right well for me i'm the same thing we teach to everybody who comes into network marketing so when i get somebody started in their business the first thing i ask them is why did you get started because I'm going to be real honest. If you are the typical network marketer, you're probably not going to make almost any money your first year. It is all going to be volunteer work. Yep. And, you know, you work a hard day, nine to five, come home at night. What's easier, watching TV or going out and sharing your business idea? And you need to know why you're doing this. And as I described to you, you know, I grew up in a family actually where we always struggled between time and money freedoms. Yep. Um, you know, we either had a lot of time and no money or a lot of money and no time. And when I became um, an adult, actually went and became a teacher where I didn't have time or money, <laughs> ironically. <laughs> but I just remembered that I I wanted to achieve that. I, I was so fortunate to get to meet people who were successful in achieving both time and financial wealth and i thought i want that that it to me is worth working for and the motivation comes from looking back on my life and saying i'm sorry that i taught students wrong for six for 14 years now my goal is to go and teach them the right way so the motivation for me is you know not only going out and sharing that vision but you know working with others to 
help them achieve their hopes and dreams. You know, when my business partners get started and they tell me my goal is to go and, you know, have more time to spend with my family, I want to help them achieve that. Um, So the motivation just comes from my reason is bigger than the little steps it's going to take to get there. You know, the success just starts with a single step and it's just that day it's just repeated over and over again. It's like running a marathon, you know, it's just one step in front of the other. Is it easy? Of course not, (laughs) but it's simple. If I just every single day, if I just go out and show three to five people, I will achieve what I want to achieve. And to me, that is worth it. That's really powerful. And I think just if you're, if you're trying to build anything, if you're trying to grow any kind of passive income source, any kind of business, um, for, for most things at least, especially for what I'm doing on, on YouTube, podcasting, Instagram, all that stuff, there's a ton of work that goes in at the beginning before before you start seeing any paychecks. And it's, I mean, that might not be the case for everybody, but, but before you start seeing like serious money, there's a lot of work you're going to have to put in. Um, and if you don't have, if you don't have that motivation, if you don't have that bigger vision of, of helping people or, or whatever it is for you, it's going to be really hard to stick with it through all that time where where you're not making money uh, much money if any money at all so <laughs> that's definitely I mean you gotta you gotta have a bigger a bigger picture if you want to stick with something through through all the beginning tough times can I add one more thing yeah. to that so somebody had said something recently so the the motivation I just talked about had driven me for the past five and a half years and somebody said something recently that just really caught my attention he said we're always so focused on why we're doing this what is the end goal he says what if you think about what if you stop doing this like what if you didn't strive for this what would your life look like if you gave up on this idea and to me that was even a bigger motivator was oh my god like i just know too much to go back you know like what's the alternative if i don't do this then what what have i got like i gotta work the nine to five i gotta wait till i'm 65 70 to retire it just seems so much worse than if i just stick it out and keep showing you know a few people every day yeah to me yeah the motivation is what if Wow, that's really powerful. I, I definitely hadn't thought of that, and that's definitely that's definitely a concept to keep up here to think about um, whenever I'm feeling not particularly motivated. <laughs> um, um, so now the next question: um, Do you have any habits that have served you particularly well? Now this can be in business, in life, um, just really any sort of habits that you've developed that really um, have been an asset to you. Yeah. So something to consider if you are thinking about joining a network marketing company, they say is look at the training program. Um, That is a huge one. Almost 50% of what they recommend in your network marketing company is look at the training program. And I was very fortunate to choose a um, company where the training program is phenomenal. Um, Our founder, Wayne Nugent, um, used to actually, they say he is the master network marketer. He can go out um, and start a new network marketing company and within six months is earning over $500,000 passively so he obviously knew what he was doing when he founded our company and so he created an amazing training program where the skills that um, I've learned are just from the daily habits that I've been doing so the things that I do on a daily basis they say read 10 pages a day so that is doable from from anybody however busy you are you can read 10 pages a day of a personal development book so that would be like the Robert Kiyosaki books something by Tony Robbins um, something that is going to put you 
a little bit over. They call it the slight edge. Mm. So everybody has the same 24 hours in a day. Yep. It's what do you do with those 24 yes. hours that are giving you that extra? Yes. And it's not huge. Like that is the crazy part. You know, that 10 pages a day takes 10 minutes. And every night there's a book sitting on my book stand. So right now it is Never Eat Alone. Mm. And it talks about how the wealthy live their lives through networking. It's their net works or their net worths. And how they're able to benefit each other because of who they know. So developing networks, obviously network marketing would help you do that, is a concept that will ultimately lead to wealth. Um, another habit that I have is every morning I get up, granted at the time I want, I'm working on getting up a little bit sooner. <laughs> um, and I, um, I set my YouTube videos to Tony Robbins and I listen to Tony Robbins videos as I'm getting ready. So that just puts me in kind of an uplifted spirit. It makes yeah. me think like I can conquer the day. Yeah. Um, and then throughout the day, I have goals that I'm trying to achieve. They say make a goal board. Um, the reason for that is so not only does it inspire you to see it every day and achieve your dreams, yeah. but it also reminds you you're not in the place that you want to be. Yeah. <clears throat> that is huge. Um, my goal board, I came up with a really cool concept for it where I took black and white photos of everything that I want to achieve. And when I achieve it, I replace it with a color photo of me actually in the picture. Wow. So I just made a new one. That's what it looks like. And I just came back from Bali, which was my lifelong dream was to go to Bali. <laughs> and it is a picture of me in Bali and it's in color and it's right there. That's awesome. I really like that idea of a goal board. I might have to start incorporating that. And coming back to books for a second. Um, so many people that I hear from, one of the big things I, I recommend and tell people to do is read more. Like, there's so much you can learn from books, especially at a young age. Like, like there's so much to learn about business, about, about entrepreneurship, about just life in general, um, that books can really be a good source of information. Um, but I get I don't have time so much, and I think that what you said about everybody has 24 hours in a day. Like, everybody has the same 24 hours. It's what you choose to do with it. Like. Of course, granted, there's going to be people, there's going to be single parents out there that have a ton of responsibilities. They've got to, they've got to support a family on their own. Like that's, that's mad respect to you. Like that's, that's hard stuff. Um, but, but, um, saying, saying that you don't have time for something, I think a much more accurate, like thing to say is that it's not a priority for you right now. Like, yep. like everybody <laughs> has the same 24 hours, but it's like, what are your priorities and what are you choosing to do with that time? Because saying you don't have time, that, that just seems like a stupid excuse to me because everybody has the same amount of time. It's just what you do with it. Um, so, so I think that's a very, uh, I think that's a good mindset for, to, for people to have, at least in my experience, that's been beneficial for me. Um, as far as books go, have there been any books, again, that can be business, holistic, um, that have had a uh, significant impact on you? I know you said you're reading Never Eat Alone right now, um, but um, other than that, just books that have been pretty pivotal for you? Yeah, yeah I would say a few really stand out. Um, Rich Dad Porta, like we talked about, I think was the very first personal development book I had ever read. Mm. And it resonates just because you're going to fall in both categories of, you know, the having the educated dad where it's go to school get good grades you can get into a good college and get a good job versus you know the wealthy dad where it's like no start your own business yeah. and it's um learning from that was definitely an eye-opener for me um secrets of the millionaire mind mm. is the most amazing book i think i've ever read really? um the very first part talks about um how everybody and life is like a tree and you look at the fruits of your tree and are they you know firm and ripe or are they rotten 
and everybody thinks about changing the fruit so like if you think about your life like do you live in the house you want to live in do you have the time you want to have do you have enough money in your account and those are your fruits but you can't change the fruits right you got to change the roots and so that's like your your internal process you know what are you thinking about on a daily basis how are you educating yourself so that you can change the outside world and I feel like I'm a perfect example of that you know is when I first saw network marketing you know making an average salary $50,000 a year in debt never had any time or money and it's like I you know, started learning from successful people. I started going to seminars where I would learn the things I needed to learn to start changing my outer world. So that's definitely an amazing book to have as well. Um, and then oh, a book I love is The Secret. But it talks about how what you think is what, what you think about the most mm, yeah. is what becomes your world. Yeah. And so everybody focuses on the negative, you know, it's like, I don't have this, I don't have that. Well, then you're just going to get more of like what you don't have. And um, so the idea that what you focus on expands, Mm -hmm. and I, I think, again, I'm the perfect example of that is, you know, being a teacher, being so committed to what I was doing as a teacher that was what I kept getting. It's like, okay, you're focusing on your teaching job. Well, you're just going to keep getting more hours in your teaching job. And to the point where I just had to make that cut. And I said, no more. Like, I need to focus on my business. And I quit. And so then it was like, okay, you're focusing on your business. All of a sudden, your business is growing. So I definitely feel like 90% of this game is just a mindset. You know, if you can focus on training your brain to think a certain way, to believe certain things, your outer world will become a reflection of your inner world. Those are those are some really good books. I definitely need to add most of those to my reading list. I, I've heard of all of them, but I haven't actually made the time to read them. Um, and I'll link all those up in the show notes below um, as well for this episode over at applecrater.com um, slash 017, I believe, because it's episode 17 um, of Young Smart Money. And then lastly, um, where can people connect with you, find out more about you, find out what you're up to? Um, feel free to uh, use this time to give people a place to connect with you. Yes. Definitely. Well, I wrote it down just so because my spelling of my name is weird. There's me. You can, like, zoom in. <laughs> All right. Uh, so most of what I do is on social media. So you can definitely connect to me through Facebook. It's Carolyn Cassie's my nickname, Swanson, from Minneapolis, Minnesota. Otherwise, um, kvkwv at gmail.com is um, my website that I use, or my email that I use. Um, so you can reach out to me through that. Um, definitely feel free to send me a message or reach out if you're interested in starting up your own network marketing company. I would love to hear from anybody. Well, I just wanted to thank you very much for your time and, and appearing on the show today. I really do. I respect your time and I appreciate that you chose to, to spend it here um, and, and teaching our audience, teaching myself about network marketing because I think it's a, it's a very valuable thing. It's a good thing to know about just in general because as you said, 50% of people in the U.S. are going are gonna to join one at one point. So um before you or, or one of your close friends does it, you might as well have a good idea of what you're actually signing up for um, and how to maybe make that successful for yourself if that's something that you do want to take seriously. So um, I just want to thank you again for your time and for being here, and I really do appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thanks so much for having me on. And Thank you again, Carolyn, for being on the show. I had so much fun interviewing you. I learned so much 
from this episode and I hope our audience did as well because there was a ton of value in here and a ton of information about multi-level marketing and network marketing that I had just never heard before and it was really good to hear somebody's story who's been doing it for, for over six years. So that was very valuable for me and again, I thank you very much for your time. And for our money pun of the day, where do fish go to borrow money? The loan shark. Next week, we'll be back at it with another entrepreneur who is doing amazing stuff as a young person. It's going to be phenomenal. So definitely stay tuned for that next Tuesday. But if you can't wait until then for your next uh, dose of financial literacy content, I've got a ton, a ton of free resources for you. So here they go. The first of which is my website, applecrater.com, where you're going to find the show notes for this episode. It's going to be at applecrater.com slash 017. That is applecrater.com slash 017 because this is episode 17 of Young Smart Money. Next is also gonna be in my website. That is going to be a free online course on how to invest your first $100 from the comfort of your smartphone. So if you've got $100, if you're a young person and you're like, I wanna get started investing, I wanna get started making money, and I have my smartphone right here. This course, it's a no brainer. It's gonna answer all of your questions that you might think are dumb questions. You might think these questions are so ground level, uh, but it's gonna answer like, what is a stockbroker? What is a stock? How do you purchase a stock? What, what do you wanna look for in a stock? And then what should your first $100 investment actually be? So be sure to check that out. That's going to be on my website, um, the red button that says free course or applecrater.com slash course is where you will find that. Uh, lastly, over on YouTube, we have got nearly 200 uploads, which is just phenomenal. I'm so excited to hit that benchmark, um, but about 200 uploads on anything entrepreneurial, credit cards, or personal finance related. You're going to find it over there. That's going to be youtube.com slash So those are some great places to find some free resources while you wait for the next episode of young smart money and i really do want to thank you for checking out young smart money uh today with me your host apple crater and then before we go before i go i just want to challenge you to try to incorporate one of these mindset shifts that we talked about later in the episode into your life. So when we were talking about how to stay motivated, Carolyn brought up some really great strategies like thinking about where you would be if you had never started or if you had to quit what you were doing. Um, so I think that's a really, really valuable thing um, among the other sort of mindsets that we talked about. And I think just trying to incorporate one of these a little bit into your life can really make a big difference on sort of how you see things and in sort of your motivation and, and the habits that you form in general. So I want to challenge you to try to implement one of these mindset shifts that we talked about. Um, and definitely let me know how that goes. Shoot me a DM on Instagram at official. Shoot me an email at apple at applecrater.com. Really anywhere you can find me, definitely let me know which of these mindset shifts was most effective for you and sort of how you were able to implement that into your own life. Well, guys, thanks again for checking out Young Smart Money today on this very nice Tuesday. I appreciate your time and I'll see you next week.